This morning, by the grace of God and the supply of the Holy Spirit, we will continue our discourse on the spiritual nature of God's agents of revival. The spiritual nature of God's agents of revival. You know, many people want to be agents of revival, but they have not been able to really understand what is the spiritual requirement. What is what is it that God is looking for in the life of an individual? And the first thing we establish by the Spirit of God is that these people, these agents of revival, they have a different spirit. They have a different spirit and we established by the will of God that before God will deliver a land, a city, a nation, a tribe, a people, a, a, a dimension of spiritual power and resources into the hand of his people, he performs a quick test on their spirit. For you to attract the power of God for leadership, attract the power of God for miracle signs and wonders, attract the power of God to win souls into the kingdom, you must, as a matter of urgency, pass the test of the spirit. The quality of the spirit in you must first be ascertained before hands can be laid on you. Remember Numbers chapter 14 verse 24, but my servant Caleb, because he was, because he has a different spirit in him, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully. You see that? Only men with a different spirit follow the Lord fully. Many believers, many preachers, many pastors, many leaders are following the Lord. That's not the problem. But the problem for heaven is that they are not following fully. They are not meeting the complete requirement of the spirit as unto a man that shall follow the Lord. If any man will follow me, say the Lord, let him deny deny himself, take up his cross, and then he can follow me. Secondly, we established that those agents of revival are strong in spirit, strong in spirit, strong in spirit. John the Baptist, Luke chapter 1 verse 80, he grew and became strong in spirit. Jesus our Savior, Luke chapter 1 verse 40, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. And we established that a strong spirit Build a spiritual structure that can be filled and used by God. Number two, a strong spirit builds capacity to submit to divine godly authority. I repeat that again. A strong spirit builds capacity to submit to divine godly authority. Luke chapter 1 or Luke chapter 2, verse 40, was the foundation 
on which the ministry and the life of Jesus Christ was built. Luke chapter 2 verse 40, he worked strong, he grew, worked strong in spirit. Luke chapter 2 verse 52, he grew in stature, he grew in wisdom, he grew, Jesus grew in favor before God and man. And Luke chapter 3, look at the progression of the life of Jesus. First of all, growing in the spirit. Second, increasing in stature, increasing in wisdom, increasing in favor before God and man. And then Luke chapter 3 verse 21, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, while he prayed, the heaven was opened, hallelujah, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Men and women who are strong in spirit are people that are ready, completely sold out and ready to submit to divine godly authority. Here comes the Son of God asking John to baptize him. Here comes the Son of God submitting himself to the ministry of John the Baptist. My goodness, John could not comprehend it. John could not understand it. But listen to me, people of God. One of the proofs, one of the clear indication of a man or a woman with a strong spirit in him or her is the fact that such a person has no problem with submission to godly authority. We live in a generation where people are permitted to govern and do their own things by themselves. No one wants to submit to authority. What hypocrisy! We go to our schools and we submit to the authority of the teacher. We go to our working places and we submit to the authority of your immediate supervisors. We go to the, we drive on our roads and we submit to the authority of the government and the signs. Even when there is nobody to enforce those rules and regulations, there are signs on the road that stipulate or recommend how fast you should speed that, that or how fast you should drive. There are there are signs on the road that tells us how fast we should drive. There are, there, are, there are principles and laws that governs even every area of life, every area of our daily life, and we try as much as possible to submit to this, God, this, this, this natural governmental authority. But when we come to the house of God, everybody wants to behave the way they want. People, many people do not want to submit to godly authority. Wow, wow, wow. Do you not understand that it is the spiritual that controls the physical? God is a God of order. God is a God 
of order. Everything must be in order. My goodness. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is weakness. It is ungodliness for a man, a woman, not to submit to godly authority. Where there is no spiritual godly order in submission to authority, there will be chaos, there will be destruction, and the enemy will take over completely. Go to any family where there is no godly order, there will certainly be chaos. Look at every life. I have looked, listen, people of God, by the mercies of God, I have been around the church for over 30 years i was born into it more or less and i'm 42 and i gave my life to christ when i was 16. i have observed by the mercies of god i have observed that everyone any man man of god woman of god believer who does not submit himself to godly authority will self-destruct in other words any man who does not who does not submit himself to godly authority will destroy himself in a matter of time. We need godly order. As a matter of fact, agents of revival must submit themselves, must increase in spirit. The strength of their spirit must be well increased not only to confront the devil, not only to challenge the status quo, but also to submit, first of all, to godly authority. The heavens over the life of our Lord Jesus Christ was not opened until he submitted to godly authority. When John the Baptist said to him, Please, you cannot do this to me. I cannot baptize you. Jesus said to him, Suffer it to be so now. Allow the spiritual process to take its natural course. Don't attempt to stop it. The principle of the Spirit is that I need to submit to this authority until I submit, the heavens cannot be opened. There are many people operating under closed heavens because they have not satisfied the spiritual condition of submission. Doesn't matter how wonderful, how great, how powerful, how anointed you may sound or appear to be, your inability to submit to divine spiritual process and protocol is, 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 is a limitation. Is a limitation to how far you can be approved and recommended by God. Jesus did not need to fast. He did not need to pray. The first thing he needed to do was to submit on, under that authority. The moment he submitted, the heavens opened. It was after the heavens opened that the Spirit of God rested upon him. And then the Spirit of God moved him to the place of fasting and prayer. One of the things we have gotten wrong in our generation is that we move to the place of fasting and prayer by the flesh without submission to godly authority. The things must be in order. Number one, grow, mature. Number two, wax strong in spirit. Number three, 
Submit to God's authority. And number four, you can start praying for revival. You want to see the power of God in your family? You want to see the glory of God revealed in you? You want to see the hand of God doing mighty things? You need someone in your life to submit to. You need. You need someone. You need a godly authority. You don't choose who you submit to. It's chosen by God. Yes, you don't. You don't wake up and say, yes, I want to do, I don't like this one, I like that one, I'm sorry. You cannot operate without spiritual authority above you, recommended by God. One of the, the purposes of strength in your spirit is, is, is to provide you the ability to bring yourself under submission. Under submission. Then heaven can approve of you. Heaven can speak on your behalf. Heaven can look into your life and say, yes, if that man can submit to the authority, like Joshua submitted to the authority of Moses, like, 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 like Paul submitted to the authority of Ananias, like Jesus submitted to the authority of John the Baptist, then we can open up the heavens over him and provide clear direction and release ourselves unto him. A strong spirit builds capacity to submit to divine godly authority. Divine godly authority. And I must say to you, it's not convenient. It's not easy. It's not beautiful. But it is worth it. Worth it. Worth it. The Lord will reveal to you those whom you are supposed to be accountable to. Yes, you are accountable to them. In the spirit, submit to them because God has placed them there to help you, to guide you, to direct you, and ultimately to bring out the greatest treasure in your life. Numbers 27 verse 18 again, And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, with you, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Can you see that? Even though heaven testified of the spirit at work in Joshua, yet he still needed Moses to lay hands on him to activate that spirit in him. Yes, regardless of the dimension of the power and the grace and the glory of God in your life, heaven still has a man that will lay hands on you to activate that dimension of the Spirit. The fulfillment of that scripture is in Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 9. Look at what the Bible says. He said, Now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the Spirit, full of the Spirit of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands on him. For Moses had laid, he laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. People listened to him. People gave attention to his word. Why? He was full of the Spirit, but he needed a man to lay hands on him. Because Moses had laid his hands on him. Finally this morning... A strong spirit builds capacity to conceive, to labor, and to birth things in the spirit. To conceive, to labor, and birth things in the spirit. 
Galatians 4.19, my little children, of whom I labor, I travail, I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. You cannot birth things in the spirit until you mature and work strong. You need strength to conceive. For by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive. You need strength, strength of the spirit to conceive things of the spirit. She gave birth and you need strength to travail to bring forth. Mm, mm. Paul said, I travail in birth. You cannot travail in the place of prayer. You cannot travail in love. You cannot labor in words and doctrine. You cannot labor for souls to come into the kingdom until you increase in the strength of your spirit. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, people of God, fathers and brothers and sisters of all ages, I call on you this morning. It's time. It's time to build capacity in the spirit. And let that capacity bring you to the submission under authority, godly authority. Those who do not submit under godly authority will submit to demonic and satanic authority. It pays. It is wonderful for you to submit to that godly authority. And number two, those who have built spiritual capacity will conceive, will labor, and we birth things in the spirit to grow strong in your spirit. I commend you to God this morning and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. Amen and amen. Amen.